Hello, my name is Monique Camella. I am a trauma-informed feminine empowerment, self-love and relationships coach. I created the Good Girl Unleashed podcast as a way to support you on your journey to liberating yourself from limiting beliefs, trauma, suppression, so that we can all come home and live authentically and unapologetically. I support my clients and my community with resolving trauma, releasing suppressed emotions in a safe, supportive way that allows them to reconnect to their authentic self and create a deeply fulfilling life and rich, nourishing relationships. I'm so grateful that you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. Today, I am joined by the beautiful Justine. So Justine and I have been working together for a couple of years now. It's been such an incredible journey to to be a part of, to witness, to support. We have done a number of things together, um, workshops and programs and one-on-one coaching, and we're still working together. And I'm always just so amazed at how far she has come and continues to go and her willingness to delve into those deeper layers to hold space for all parts of herself and we were actually chatting today on our fortnightly call and she shared with me just some really incredible transformations of how far she's come with her ability to express herself and to speak up when she needs to speak up and to set boundaries that feel called to be set in the moment without any of the the fear or the guilt or the heaviness weighing her down afterwards like that the self-criticism and the self-judgment has just really dissolved through the the integrative process and this has been an incredible journey that we have been on together and it just continues to unfold and she continues to reach higher heights and new levels and meeting new parts of herself it is truly mind-blowing and I can't wait to dive into this episode where you get to hear from her directly about her experiences with the sacred art of loving yourself, with authentic boundaries, with the one-on-one coaching, and just how much she has been able to receive and release and move through on her journey by continuing to show up for herself and do this work. So enough from me, let's dive into this beautiful conversation. So welcome Justine to the Good Girl Unleashed podcast. I know you've been on the podcast before, which is really exciting. So it's good to have you back and just to hear about your journey from like we've been working together for a year, a year and a half now. Um, and we've done a few different things together, a couple of programs, um, mentorship for the past six months, which has been wild. Um, I'd love to just hear about your journey and what was that kind of initial pull to start this journey so maybe like that that very first sally program that you joined what what called you to join do you remember yeah yes yes i do (laughs) (laughs) been so long so much has happened (laughs) um for me it was my we'd been through um lockdowns you know we'd been at home a lot i'd spent a lot of time with my family um and I realized that I just felt really disconnected to me 
disconnected to what made me happy or who I really was. I didn't really know. I felt lost, I suppose, lost. And, and there was so much fluctuation in life. So many external things would affect how I felt, if it was good or if it was a, a good day or a bad day. And then with the bad days would be all this, um, I would feel so heavy and uh, and dreary, I suppose, mm. and down. And then on the good days, they would be amazing. But I always felt with the good, there was this something was pulling me back. Oh, it can't last. It won't last. And I'll feel bad again soon. And then with um, things that I really wanted to do for myself, like practices or eat well or my yoga or meditation or anything, um, exercise, anything like that, I felt it was the same. I couldn't um, commit. I couldn't commit to doing things for me. I would feel like I was not putting enough time into the kids or not Oh, it would make me a bad mom if I was sitting in my room meditating and I should have been out doing things with my children or with my husband. Or So I kind of felt disconnected, not only to me, but to everyone around me. And then my friendships, my family, I suppose it's just a flow on, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, totally. And had you done anything else to try and help this or shift this or was like the sacred art of loving yourself kind of the beginning for you? Um. I suppose I had, um, I went away and did my yoga training during, sort of during the whole COVID time um, between some lockdowns. And I suppose that was kind of my start. I had felt if I really delved into it, I'd felt disconnected for a long time that I couldn't really, well, I not that I couldn't be me, but I never really knew one who me was. And how to just be me without fear of judgment mm. um, of what other people thought. And so I did my yoga training and I suppose that opened me up to there's more here. There's, but to be honest, I did. Um, I, I watched a lot of, th you know, I watched a lot of people on like coaches on YouTube, I mean, not YouTube on Instagram or Facebook or whatever I would find or peak friends would post things and I would watch, but, and I did do a few one-on-one um, -on -one calls with different people, but I just never felt it was the right fit or I would make excuses. Maybe it was through fear or not wanting to go on that journey. It was too much, too overwhelming. Yeah. And it wasn't until I saw your, you did a free webinar. I can't even remember what it was on. Maybe it was on the Sally journey, yeah. the original one. But, yeah. and I remember thinking, sitting on the couch afterwards and thinking, I'm just going to do this. It feels right. So I'm going to do it right now. So I registered and then it was done. And then I couldn't go back. <laughs> and I definitely had times when I thought, oh, how can I get out of this? <laughs> I don't know um, if I've done the right thing. I so but, resonate. <laughs> but it's turned out it was the best thing I ever, ever could have done for me. Yeah. And 
I, I so resonate with that of like that kind of you jump in and then really the the registration that jumping in is like a part of the transformation it's like entering that gateway and then it's almost like all the parts there kind of like oh crap what have I just done what's gonna come up and that's what I love about the community that we offer and bringing in the different elements of support so that when those things come up we don't feel like we have to actually listen to them and, and run away or get swept up by it. We can actually be supported through it of taking those baby steps because when we do step onto this journey, like it's it goes beyond just say a self-love practice. It's actually really delving into the layers to meeting the different parts of you that we've kind of put into the dark for so long. And there are some kind of bumps on the journey and some challenging times, but when we have that support, it just makes it so much smoother in my experience. How do, how do you feel about that? I really felt for me, from the initial moment I registered for that first Sally journey, and then, you know, there was a few like, oh, I don't know if I should do this. But it always felt, um, well, I always knew it, it was fear from me that was, that they, they were kind of the rocky moments like oh I just don't know if this you know I was scared but I never ever felt once and I think it was through one your communication and then the community that was created in everyone else's communication mm. because I can truly say I never felt once in my body that it was the wrong thing and that's what I kind of always kept coming back to like even though it was that first Sally journey was definitely hard <laughs> Yeah. And um, a lot of stuff came up. I, I never felt that I didn't want to keep going. Yeah. I felt at times like, oh, I wish I think I should just go back. Yeah. <laughs> but that um, didn't last long. But yeah. I really felt in my body that this was the path. I, I just, it was kind of something that kept me sending the messages or doing the practices or um, really... Uh, submersing myself I suppose in that six-week container with everybody yeah. and, and I, I remember think about, I... it was about halfway through where it kind of got a bit sticky and there was a bit of resistance of jumping in the community but I, I just remember when you reached out to me and shared with me what's coming up and I just so resonated with with what you were sharing and was able to give you that support and then I found that after that you just re-immersed yourself and jumped in was like yep I'm here this is me, this is what's coming up for me, which is really beautiful. And it was really not, it was was beautiful because that when I did feel like I I couldn't share, it, it really always came back to me. Whereas in the past I would, um, you know, it was someone else's fault or I didn't feel comfortable in that space or there was kind of always an excuse. But even in that moment or, the, you know, that time period where I was dealing dealing with stuff and I didn't feel like I could share the community was always there so just the reading other people's messages and reading what you had written or um talked about or the the um just being able to do the daily practices and then other people you know people would comment on those or I always felt like I had the support I suppose is what I'm trying to say yeah from yeah. from whoever it might be whether it was it was always from you but also from the others in the group, even though I wasn't, um, didn't feel like I was actively participating 
with my voice or my words, I was participating at home yeah. and we all felt together. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that energetic container that's created mm. and that just really allows everyone to get exactly what they need in the moment they need it so there's like the space there for you to step in and start using your voice and expressing and sharing but also for you to honor your stillness and take your at your pace and take your time um but after that you joined you joined sally for a second time which was really awesome and how did you find like the contrast of like the first one you mentioned some of the challenges were that, that were coming up how was the second time round? Um, I think so I so the first one we did um all together as a group and then I actually went back and did the first one again on my own because um I just that's just where I felt I needed to go. And then so that was another six weeks. I kind of um sort of played around between the practices and I would do different weeks when I felt I needed them. But and then we had the yeah, the second Sally journey. And for me it went so much deeper and and felt a lot calmer, I suppose. <laughs> Not so. I didn't have the huge, um, really emotional experiences. And I felt I could uh, come into things that came up with more curiosity. And I wanted to talk about my experience and feel the support from everyone in the container and I really I suppose the fear wasn't there actually if I think about it the same the fear didn't hold me back I really wanted to immerse myself in and make the most out of those six weeks because I knew how much it had to offer I suppose yeah, yeah. it's like that first one kind of built the foundations for you and then you came into that second one as like this opening flower and you were just more able to express and immerse yourself and flow yeah. with the waves rather than a lot of the time when we begin the journey we can meet a lot of resistance so we've got to navigate mm. those kind of blocks and kind of barriers and then as we start to smooth out through that it does it does get smoother um and like i said you can go to those deeper layers you can become more curious um i talk a lot about like the stories that come up so rather than like buying into the stories we can go into that curiosity and learn so much about ourselves i'd love to know what your what your biggest takeaway was from the sacred art of loving yourself i thought a lot about this <laughs> over um you know just over time i would think about what i've learned the most what i think what i've what's growing or i suppose the most in me is and I think it would have to be my voice, but not so much my voice with my external, but my internal voice, my ability to go within and uh, communicate with myself about what I need in that moment or what I feel or what's coming up and why, mm. and not... Um, not I suppose come into all those things with love and compassion with a really open heart yeah. and not from a place where I want to um, put myself down or feel bad I suppose but from a real place of oh what do I feel like this and 
how can you know how can I navigate through this experience to be in a, a um a place where I want to be I suppose yeah and that's truly been uh huge for me because I through because of that I feel more experience like the joy the highs are are bigger and I can really feel them in my body but then also the um you know when other experiences come up like sadness or grief or anger I, they can be uh joyful as well if that makes sense yeah <laughs> they have a a light side and a dark side and I can actually love all of it I don't try and I don't feel I need to numb all that out anymore. It doesn't need to kind of be suppressed and hidden on that side and then the good side's on this side. Yeah. It's just me and I can just kind of flow with all of it and I can love all of it and I and it makes it all part of my life, I suppose. Yeah, and that that's huge. It, that's really like the essence of, of what I aim to teach and to share and to guide people through is the the integration and embracing of all of ourselves, all of our emotions, all of our pieces. And I love how you shared in the beginning about a lot of the guilt that you were experiencing of feeling like you were being a bad mom, or if you did this, or if you did that, you'd be a bad mom or you'd be a bad partner or whatever it was. There would seem to be a lot of like guilt of you and obligation of, I have to shop this way in order to do the right thing or be considered good. Um, and what I love about, the the podcast is like becoming the good girl unleashed of like it doesn't mean that we're not being mindful or caring if if anything we're actually being more mindful and more caring but first to ourselves and then we're giving from that overflow and it just it does ripple out like you were saying it ripples out into all of your relationships um yeah and it's just so beautiful that that inner dialogue for you it's been a huge layer that we've been working on through many different (laughs) parts like you've done the two sally journeys you did the authentic boundaries program and then we've been working together in our mentoring our one-on-one coaching for six months and it was really that transformation and that inner dialogue of releasing the stories and the guilt and just being able to be yourself and express and to share openly as well and and, I, and the other thing, just when you talk about that, is the receiving, the receiving the love. Yeah. So I um, I was with my son yesterday, my 15-year-old son's at boarding school, and I said goodbye and gave him a hug. And I just, in that moment, there was so much love from both sides. And I really felt that. And I, and it's in those moments, I suppose, I realise how far I've come because... I mean, I've always loved things and people and experiences, but I don't think I've ever felt them like I do now. Like it really sinks deep into my bones or my heart or my body or whatever part it sinks into. But in that moment, I can really kind of melt into and receive that love from him. That's huge. And, (laughs) and 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 I, yeah, that's huge. And in that moment too, I feel like my love is fully being received from him. I mean, I don't know that because I didn't ask because it was all about the moment. But when I was kind of thinking about it afterwards as I drove away, I feel that's what's happened in the rest of my life too. Those, The connection with my children or my husband or my brother or my sister, my mum, my dad, everyone around my friends, um, 
because of my connection to self now, I have just so much more connection with them. And even though, you know, I might not spend a lot of time with all of them, but when we do spend time together, I suppose I can feel where they're coming from and and I I feel the energy I'm putting into those relationships is really authentic to me and my truth, I suppose that's what I'm trying to say. Like it really comes from a place that's just for my heart. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because so often it it's a lot easier for us to give and overgive and just pour into everyone else to the point where we're depleted, drained, burnt out, turning into resentment and frustration and irritability and all of these things. And then we're like, I just want to love, I want to give, I want to be the best mom, the best partner. Like we want to be these incredible women and we we are these incredible women, but we feel like there's this conditioning of I have to give, I have to be more, I have to do more. And a lot of the time we don't actually know how to receive in return. So even if we had like the most amazing partner, the most amazing family, the most amazing friends and all the things you could ever want, if we don't know how to receive them, it doesn't matter like because we're not actually having that connection. And so Mm -hmm. what I have found on that journey is first we need to be able to connect to our own worthiness and our own good enoughness, which is innate, it's already within to heal those wounds, to feel safe, to open up the heart, to let those loved ones into that heart. But so many of us are so guarded and so busy giving, 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 and we don't actually know how to receive. Does that, does that resonate for you? Yes, definitely. And all those things you said about the people pleasing and that was all, you know, that, and then the resentment that comes with that because you're doing everything for everyone else. And that was all so me. And I would, just keep doing and doing and doing and I thought it was because I suppose at my core I thought it was because then everyone would love me and like me but on a um a sort of another layer it was because also then I wouldn't have to feel it was a way of being so busy and so tired that I didn't have to think about all the other stuff that was going on within me yeah I so and, resonate with that. <laughs> um, and I can remember I'd written in my, and I was just reading through my journal the other day, but in my, the first Sally journey, something must have come up about Aaron and I, that's my husband. And I remember, I wrote down that I just think he loves me more than I can ever love myself. Mm. And I, and I, that's how I felt. I felt like I couldn't let him in because it was almost like he loved me too much and I I would kind of push away. It was like, oh, if he loves me this much, then he's going to see the bad in me at some stage. So if I just keep him away, then, it, then I'm safe, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah. I resonate yeah. with that as well. And it's like if we haven't, if that – receiving that amount of love is unfamiliar that we didn't maybe get that poured into us from day dot and it doesn't mean that we weren't loved as children but sometimes there are needs that just aren't met throughout childhood and maybe we just don't feel we get this kind of message 
or this conditioning that maybe it's because I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy or love is conditional. I have to be perfect. I have to do this. I have to do that. And we don't actually know how to receive that amount of just unconditional love that's being poured into us. And it can feel so intense and so overwhelming of like, I don't even know how to receive this. And I remember the same thing happened when I met my partner and I remember the same thing happened when Theo came into the world, my little baby. Um, And it was just like Theo just brought this incredible love with him when he entered the world. I was like, this is too much. I don't know how to fully receive this. But then that was an initiation to widen my capacity and my window of tolerance for more love, for more joy, for more bliss and to be able to receive that. So it's it's such an incredible journey. How do you how do you feel now? Do you feel that has shifted for you? The the part where you mentioned um, about Aaron and how much he loves you and feeling like you were never going to be able to love yourself as much. Do you feel like that's shifted? Yeah, immensely. It's like a whole different me actually, and I and that's how I truly feel. Like the person I was a year and a half ago is, I suppose it's not a different me because. I've always been here. It was just kind of lost a little bit. (laughs) And I suppose that's actually, so we'll talk about Aaron first, then I'll go to that little bit. But um, with Aaron, I, the other part of that story, I suppose, is I also tried, it was almost like I was testing him, like I would push him away and push him away and push him away. And then I'd be like, oh, he really does love me because he's not going anywhere. (laughs) He just keeps loving me no matter what I throw at him. (laughs) and and then I would feel bad and guilty about that because you know I was not nice or I would push him away or I hadn't given to him what he'd given to me Mm. and now I just through that communication with self that we talked about before my communication with Aaron is I've just realized sometimes I just need to say what I'm feeling and then he'll know (laughs) because I wouldn't talk about it before and I would keep it down and I'd be like, Oh, it's my stuff. And he doesn't need to know about this. And, and I just need to deal with it. But um, sometimes I just talk now, like, well, I'm bed at night and I might, I think, Oh yeah, that's coming up. I'll just tell Aaron about it. And it's makes it just, you know, it used to be like this up and down these huge fluctuations and, and now it, it just flows. And I, really feel a spot it's like with Con- with Connor and my and feeling my son and feeling that love I feel it with my whole body like I really and I and I feel I can't speak for Aaron but I feel that he feels it from me too yeah. like I always loved Aaron but I couldn't because I couldn't receive his love and I didn't think I was worthy of that kind of love I don't feel I gave back or I suppose the energy wasn't there or the capacity to really love him in that way and be grateful for all the amazing things that he is for our family so yeah so that that has been huge yeah Hmm. it's massive and I shared um, in some previous episodes around my tendency to kind of keep everyone at arm's length and I pushed and tested Liam to just 
<laughs> intensity in the beginning of our relationship. It was massive ups and downs for that whole first year. Um, and part of the reason why I fled the Gold Coast and came to New Zealand, so everything was just getting so intense. Um, and we came to the small town in Blenheim just to have some hibernation and, and navigate some of these layers. But yeah, I just remember how much I would test him and like question why hasn't he left yet? Like, like everyone else did. And I was so confused because I was expecting him to, to leave. And so I had to really delve into those layers for myself and feel into, well, where is this really coming from? And I didn't feel safe to let anyone get close to me or come into my heart because it just felt like it had been broken so many times and I'd been hurt so many times that I was like, I'm just not safe to let you get close. But also I didn't even know how to begin to start receiving what you're giving me because I've never experienced that before. It was so unfamiliar and we tend to have like our guards up when things are unfamiliar because we feel like the survival brain feels safe in the known. Mm. And when we're going into the unknown, it's like, Oh, I'm not sure about this. So all of a sudden the guards come up and we're like kind of <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. Starting to almost like, yeah, just live kind of living in that survival mode is how it felt. And so what I tend to find is like doing this deep work that we do in the programs we do in the one-on-one coaching, it starts to actually nourish the nervous system and expand our capacity to be with what arises. But the thing is, if we've got so much backed up and so many of those layers, so much of like the previous past trauma and conditioning and all the different things, they can tend to override our present day self and our kind of logical knowing of, well, I know right now, as I'm speaking to you, I'm safe, mm. but in the past, if when I was really struggling to speak as well, and I could barely say hello to someone, thinking about doing a phone call, let alone a Zoom call, would have sh shook me to my very core. I would have felt very unsafe as if I was being chased by a tiger. My survival brain would have been going like blinking on high alert. And I don't, I would have felt like I was actually dying on, on some level. It would just be so intense for me. I remember the first time, and I think I shared it in one of the Sally journeys, um, the first time I ever went to do a live and I clicked on the live button and I threw my phone across the room, <laughs> freaked out. And then when I grabbed my phone, I realized I actually hadn't pressed the live button. It was just the setup page. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I was like, come a long way since then. That was only, um, that was, that was February in 2019. <laughs> And then I finally did the live and I started talking. I had my talking points and I was like rolling. I was like, oh yeah, I'm doing the thing. And as soon as someone popped onto like, oh, someone's watching me live, I freaked out again, was like, yep. So just do it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so awkward. And I just pushed the end button and it was horrible. I was like, oh my God, I never want to do that again. And then um, I remember meeting Liam and he, we were just looking at doing like, pre-recorded videos and he was like this is what you do you pick up the phone you push the button and then you just start talking and he's just doing it so naturally and I'm hiding behind him and we actually have that video <laughs> still 
I was planning to post it. I was just like, this is so funny. <laughs> but I just, I have so much compassion for that part of me because I used to beat her up because like, how can you not do this? Like, look at all the other people that are doing it. Like, why can't you? You're holding me back for my dreams and just beating her up. And there's this tiny little girl inside me just terrified. And so I really had to nurture her and be with her and expand her tolerance for being on camera, for communicating, for expressing what I wanted to express, to share. Mm -hmm. And so there's so many layers to the journey of, for me, it started with the voice and then I, it really had to come into self-love and self-acceptance before I could actually create that inner safety to let someone else in. So it was like simultaneously mm -hmm. working, like just really building the foundations of self, of building that relationship to me before I was ever gonna feel safe to let anyone else in. It always mm. starts here. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, I suppose, what I keep coming back to when things come up is how, how it affects me and coming back to the internal, I suppose, sitting with it, bringing curiosity to it so that then I can um, bring awareness to why and then choose a practice that helps with that part of the journey yeah i the practices on the on the raw embodiment app are i would use one every day yeah it would be sometimes twice a day <laughs> is there is there a practice from any of the programs that's one that you just go back to consistently at the, uh, I don't, I don't think so. I tend to um, just sit for a little minute in the morning, yeah, and then scroll through really and just yeah. pick out something that yeah. pops out, and so it can be. I think any. as well because yeah, you've got access to all the programs plus my flying spirit porter. You've got so much yeah. to choose from that you do have that um, that ability just to feel into like, well, what is calling me. Um, but I know for a lot of others that have done the Sally, they just, they talk about how much they go back to the creating safety and just deepening that inner safety. And yeah, it just seemed to be such a, a common one to go back to. Um, and I so resonate with that because it's taken me a long while to really build that foundation of safety. Yeah, I do. Um, definitely that first Sally journey. And when I did, um, did the Sally journey again on my own, the creating safety was I think it almost a daily practice for a long time yeah. and I I do come back to it sometimes now when I'm feeling overwhelmed or an experience has come up that's really triggered me um I tend to go there first like the creating safety and then I might do another one like a I might feel that I need an inner child um all those heart space journeys yeah. we did and I'll go, I, I really enjoy the heart space journeys. Yeah. Um, but I'll go to an inner child one or um, there might be one, you know, about what does your heart need now? What is it telling me? Or, yeah, so I kind of just play with those a little bit. But if I'm feeling really overwhelmed, I have started going back to the creating safety first and then kind of once I feel grounded and in that space of safety, then go into another practice which I find really, really helpful. That's what I love about how I've created 
the raw embodiment app and it, it is really meant to be more than just a course that you do and tick off the list it is meant to be like your lifelong toolbox like we go to all these different workshops and programs and experiences and we're building up our toolbox and my intention was to create this one portal that is holding all these beautiful practices that can continue supporting you as you evolve through your journey beyond any program or mentoring that anyone does with me it's like they've got something that they get to keep with them for life mm. um, so that was really my intention with that and I feel like it's given me through all the practices it's also given me real confidence within myself that if I'm out and about and I feel triggered or something comes up that overwhelms me because of doing the practices so often I feel a real inner confidence to be able to I suppose it's the safety or the coming back home that I can just sit with that on my own whereas I I, I remember vivid, vividly feeling at the start well, what am I going to do if I don't have my phone or the app with me? <laughs> and now I feel it's, um, I can actually just sit with myself and feel the sun on my face or feel the, just whatever really. Yeah. And, and feel within me what I need in that moment. And yeah. that's been huge for me because I, the trust or mm. I was too scared to go there or the trust wasn't there within myself and now I have this real confidence and trust that it will be okay and that I can work with myself and my inner children and I'll get through this <laughs> yeah, I love that so I'd love to know maybe what um what was your biggest takeaway from the boundaries program and, and what you really received from that and maybe how that really shifted your life and your relationships but then also with the one-on-one -on -one coaching what what was your biggest takeaway from that of like having that one-on-one -on -one time how does that differentiate from like doing the group experience to having like the one-on-one -on -one time so I'll start with the boundaries with the boundaries course um well that journey over that was it was it six weeks again okay yeah, yeah. five or six yeah um I uh, it just, I suppose, really strengthened that relationship to self and then becoming aware of um, where boundaries weren't in place or where they were. And at this stage, or actually just lately, a few boundaries have come up with other people that I've felt I actually can express, and it's all gone really well, so I'm kind of excited about that. But, but during the course, it was... Um, very much about my bound my internal boundaries boundaries with myself and learning more about um me and why I didn't set boundaries or where boundaries weren't in place and then if they were in place and I didn't um sort of if I kind of ignored them or didn't respect the boundaries then where I would go to and where would that you know, the shame and the blame and the guilt that where that would sort of take me to. And I think because I'd done the Sally journey, I had real awareness around that. And the, the boundary setting was just another layer for me, another layer deeper, another layer where I could have confidence in 
using my inner voice to communicate with my was another way of communicating with myself and therefore actually just just lately in the last little bit um because I've really struggled with that in my life setting any sort of boundaries with anyone like it was always oh, I'll just do what people need because that will please everyone and the fear of what they would think of me if I didn't if I did set a boundary like that was too much like that wouldn't be my friend anymore or my kids wouldn't like me or you know whatever would come up um but I yeah I spoke my truth and I set some boundaries with people in my life that I never ever would have done before and it actually went really well <laughs> and we're all still Yay. friends <laughs> yes <laughs> and so I feel good. like our relationship I feel like our relationship is stronger because of it yeah. I love that. I love hearing that um, that from you because that's what I was sharing when we were leading up to the boundaries program and I was sharing a lot of insights and teachings around boundary setting and how important it is and how a lot of us won't set boundaries out of the fear, we'll, like loss of love, loss of acceptance, loss of belonging, like losing the people in our life by setting a boundary. But actually with the right people that are really meant to be in your life, it's actually going to strengthen those relationships and sometimes there is a redirection when we do say our goodbyes because those boundaries aren't able to be met, but it's a redirection rather than a loss. There's still a grief process, but a lot of the time the fear is actually within ourselves, within our head. And we can actually, if we learn how to communicate and set really beautiful intentions of, I want to set this boundary. I want to have this conversation so I can deepen our relationship. You let people know where you're coming from. And um, yeah, it was, that's so cool to hear from you that that's what you experienced. Yeah. And I think the confidence in yeah. the ability to speak from a place within me that is really coming from Firstly, I suppose the right place within me is in like it's coming from, it really needs to be said. Yeah. And like the, I suppose, what am I trying to say? The fact that when I, to make a decision to set the boundary, I've really thought about that and it's coming from a place of love and I want to speak those words as opposed to in the past when I'm triggered and I'm angry and then it would just come up and I'd blurt out all these things and then everyone would be angry and everyone's triggered and just never ended well <laughs> but with all this work comes a self-confidence that like you say if it doesn't work out and the relationship doesn't continue then I truly feel within me that that's okay as well I don't I'm, I don't have the fear in that now that I that I would have in the past that would have held me back yeah. I feel like that's the journey and and that is probably their journey as well that you know, we, we had a relationship and now we don't and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Just that, that surrender and that trust, mm. that acceptance. And I know acceptance was a big part of your intention with, with boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And then I suppose with the one-on-one, -on -one, um, the one-on-one -on -one coaching, I'm just kind of thinking what's coming to me, but it's um you know when you were talking about before doing a zoom call with someone you know or a video and the fear in that um I think the first that 
free webinar you did, you know, a year and a half ago. I think I had my video on my video off and I didn't show my face at all. And so to come from that through the communities and through the programs and then come into the one-on-one -on -one coaching, just having someone that I really feel cares about who I am and what I'm feeling just to express myself and to um, grow or I suppose grow within me like I don't feel like with my one-on-one -on -one coaching with you that you're even trying to make me do like nothing's ever wrong or right it's just who I am and I can express what I'm feeling and you'll guide me but it always comes back to me and I suppose in the past I've felt when people have given me advice it's been like um that you should do this like this is what you should do or you shouldn't do and this will create a better version of me but I I suppose that's where it is I feel like when I work with you one-on-one -on -one, I it's never about making me a better person it's about that I am already enough and that I'm worthy and it's developing the tools and the practices and the awareness and the curiosity and all those wonderful things within myself so I can feel that too mm. and I feel like you you've always felt that I've never felt that I've got on a call with you or I've done a course with you and felt that I wasn't enough or I didn't measure up or I didn't do the things that I was supposed to do or the homework wasn't done properly or, you know, any of those things. I always feel like I can show up in any experience and tell you what I'm feeling. And the way you guide me just brings me back home to that inner love and that trust and that worthiness. And then from that, space I tend to just keep talking because that's what I do <laughs> and within the talking then I find the answers <laughs> yeah I love that because we all have the answers within but sometimes we just need a little support a little guidance to get there because a lot of us yeah. do have like a lifetime worth of stuff that's been built up and can cause a, a little bit of a challenge almost like if you had a room full of storage boxes and you're trying to find that one pen <laughs> and, and so it's like the the tools that I've accumulated over the past like 12 years that I've been on my journey have really supported people just to, to find that pen like like that um yeah. and so but it's also creating that safe space like you said just for you to just show up as you with whatever you have for me to meet you where you are and just to be with you on that journey and what I love is that the the programs they're like six weeks or now I've kind of combined a couple of them so Sally and the boundaries program have become one with a beautiful inner child piece now um, and so it just continues to evolve which is what I love about my work is that it's never stagnant it's just forever evolving alongside with me and with you and with everyone in the space because I really feel like it's a co-creative space. Whoever comes into the space or the container, I get to tune in what, what they need. 
and what what you needed in those three programs that you joined me and so your energy is infused in that and has helped it to grow and expand into what it needs to be today for whoever next is to join which is what I really love but it's just really amazing to create these safe spaces where you're met where you are you're supported where you are and we just go on that journey together but because they are these like um small containers like say six weeks or 12 weeks um with the continuous like one-on-one coaching we just get to continue that beautiful journey together keep going through the layers delving in and i think the most amazing thing because i love doing the one-on-one the most amazing thing with the one-on-one for me is actually getting to meet just you like it's our container rather than I love the group spaces, but it is infused with the energy of everyone in the space. Whereas when it's one-on-one, it's just us. And the journey is specifically designed and created for you and what you need in that moment, rather than when we're in community, it's a collective experience. So they're both amazing. They're both transformative, but they're just different. And when it's one-on-one, it's just so specific to you and what you need in that moment. So I really love that and just being able to be in that space together. Yeah, and I feel um, with the one-on-one that I, you know, we have our calls fortnightly that I, you know, there's still layers that I'm uncovering and things that are coming up. And I really feel that I can, you know, if something comes up, I can write it down in my journal. And then I feel a real confidence to, I suppose, continue and but having the support that I know, you know, in ten days or however long it's going to be, I'll be able to talk to Monique about this. There's a the safety that creates within me is huge. Mm-hmm. That I have someone that I can go to with anything and just just have to, to communicate, I suppose, and use my voice to explain how I feel, so that then you can give your input or your guidance but just to have someone in your corner I suppose that makes you feel safe and that you can open up to and be vulnerable that's not a side of me that I uh, go to very often (laughs) yeah Yeah. and yeah we all all just deeply want to be seen and heard and valued and appreciated and loved and have these beautiful safe spaces have this support have this community and it's just so important when we're on this journey um but thank you so much for for coming on to the podcast again and sharing about your experience i know you came on i think it was after the first or the second sally journey which was a little while ago now and just to see how far you've come since then is like just mind-blowing it's been really really incredible um a final question for you is if there's anyone that's feeling like they're kind of feeling into whether they want to jump into something whether it's a program whether it's one-on-one mentoring whether it's maybe a retreat what would you like to say to them like a, a lot of people will have um maybe concerns about the time that they have to invest or the money that they invest or the energy they invest. And sometimes we've got the unworthiness of like, is it really okay for me to invest this time, money and energy into me? Will I get what I want out of this? Is there any like just a a small piece of 
guidance or advice or wisdom or words that you would like to share? Just do it. (laughs) (laughs) You won't regret it. (laughs) I love that. Um, All of those things that you just brought up came up for me and there was definitely fear that um, to just jump in, but I don't, from my experience and what I've learned and the abundance of love and um, relationship and just what I can, what I have the capacity for now to give and receive, I don't think any amount of money could, um, you know, buy that, I think. And the and in regards to the time and being able to put do all the things, yeah. you, you're always saying like we can just take it at our own um, pace, I suppose. And there's a real learning just in that because I was always you know tick the boxes, do the work, do it on the right day. I have to do what, and I think I have to do what it says in the, in the program. But um, I've really learned from that as well that just to listen and come back home and it's okay to take things at your own speed and people there's there's always a community that is there to talk to and you'll always find someone else that's feeling the same way or you're there to get advice from and it's it'll all be okay and in the end what you'll learn and what you'll gain from any of those things whether it be a a course or working one-on-one there's just so much to more in life. There's so much within us all that we can have, I suppose, that we can enjoy and love ourselves and spread all that beautifulness to everyone around us. Yeah. Thank you. So, so. do it. Sign up. <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh... Thank you. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. It was such an honor and a joy to bring Justine on to connect with her and to share her story. It's been so incredibly powerful to witness her transformations. Um, We have our live masterclass Conscious Connections starting tomorrow and I hope to see you there and witness your transformation and to support you on your journey. So I'll pop the link below and I hope to see you there. We're going to be delving deep into building conscious relationships through cultivating self-love, learning how to overcome emotional triggers and how to communicate from our heart. So Go ahead, get registered, and I'll see you there tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening to the Good Girl Unleashed podcast. If you are loving this content, go ahead and subscribe to be notified of upcoming episodes. Please leave a five-star review to help me get these powerful teachings and practices to those who need it. If you would like to submit a question or would like to know more about how we can work together, send me an email to info at So much love to you, beautiful human. Until next time.